You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another cooperative multiplayer live. This is number 110, and I am your host, Sean Garman. Of course, this is the official Fallen Game Zone podcast, and with me today is my usual co-host, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, how have uh, things been going? It's been about, I want to say, like 10 days. Yeah, about a week and a half. Anything uh, crazy going on, or? No, I'm looking forward to that Jessica Jones show. That's about it. Yeah, it's on tomorrow, isn't it? Or well, it releases tomorrow. Yeah. You gonna watch them all at once, or what are you gonna do with it? Uh, I mean, I mean, I might take my time a little, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm. I usually try. I, I still need to go back and watch the rest of. Uh, Daredevil? Daredevil. I didn't watch that, so I may start that first. Yes. I figured you would have, but yeah. I heard about Daredevil, so... Ah, okay. I used to have, to have a passing interest in the character to watch it. That's why I kind of don't watch Arrow, even though I watch The Flag a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, see, I haven't watched either one because I'm not that big of a DC person. But like I, I, everybody keeps telling me to watch it. I watch The Flash. I watch the only episodes of Arrow I watch are like the crossover episodes, okay. uh, and the one that my friend directed like a few weeks ago. So, how was that? It was fun. Like I didn't know that was fun, but she did well directing it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, there's been quite a few things since uh, last time we did the show last Monday. There's been yes, I know that direct is about. A week, you know, a week and a half old, or a week now, or a week old now, but we still got to talk about it. We haven't been able to. Uh, we did do a 4PC that was pretty much focused around that, but, you know, not everybody listens to this, reads that, or vice versa, so uh, we will <clears throat> take our time talking about that. We've also got, you know, we spent time with some games, and we'll get to that in just a little bit, but uh, Kotaku had a nice little article about the realities of gaming journalism when you want to be a journalist the things that can happen to you or happen to your company for that matter and you know the reason why sometimes we get a lot of flack as far as uh, gaming journalism goes to being too soft on the games and why because you know the reality is we could lose those games that we're reviewing and then somebody has to actually go out especially for those smaller companies like us that, you know, if you have to go out and spend $60 on a game, that's a big deal. You know, for some of these bigger companies, spending $60 on a game is not that big a deal. Um, but, because most of them have to go buy it for their own personal use anyway. So, you know, that it's, they're, they're usually already buying the copy as it is. But, you know, for us it's a bigger deal. And we'll uh, also talk about some other things. There's a few other news and notes that have come out. Tomb Raider, the movie, has a director now. And, uh get into that too but let's uh let's start with our games that we played and we both played a pretty big one you 
got both of your copies in. I guess you'll have to tell me if you finally got to sell that PS4 version or not, and I got to rent it for about four days. Uh, how's uh, Fallout 4? Uh, it's good. I haven't played it too much, though. Uh, I've been, I have to do the games to review, so I've been kind of trying to focus a little more on those at the moment. I just finished one of them, though, which is good. Uh, I'm about seven years into Fallout. I haven't even hit Diamond City yet, which says something. Uh, just kind of been exploring the, like, the upper landscape, um, trying to hammer out that stupid settlement system a little. Like, I know it can be good, but... And if I don't know why, and it's not explainable at all, uh, and I just hit like the first kind of major, or like not major, but like good side quest of um, like helping the Brotherhood of Steel out in the Cambridge like police station, and like trying to get them help, which is fine. But as far as, far as like uh, the, the game, does it? I've heard a lot of people say it feels like Fallout Three, just on a new system. And with some new stuff peppered in here and there, is that the feeling well, you have? Or well, it's now a shooter, and because Fallout wasn't, um, that helps. <laughs> like you can actually play it like a shooter. Like you still go into vats a lot, or at least I do, just because it's a fun system. Um, yeah, some of the systems are are pretty much the exact same. Like lock picking is the same. Uh, computer hacking is exactly the same. Um, that's not necessarily bad, though, because they were fun the first one, or first, third one, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a prettier Fallout, prettier than Fallout, like Fallout 3, it's a lot bigger, it seems. Um, but, yeah, the same game, more or less. But, like, some stuff works differently, like, the whole crafting mechanic is insane, and, like, power armor's pretty different, and, yeah, you know, it works. Yeah, I mean, this was pretty much, I, I dabbled in a little bit of Fallout 3, but not a whole lot, and I played a little bit of the first one, which has nothing to do, really, it doesn't have no, no. a lot to do with the, the you know, it's, it's the, the, you know, the, the base concept of, like, the story foundation is there in the first one, and that's about it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like, Fallout 4 was really my first, like, Fallout game, and this is coming from somebody that didn't really play, you know, Skyrim or anything like that, so, um, like, my only game that I kind of really got hooked into like that was, like, Kingdoms of Amalur, and that's because the combat on that game is awesome, but, you know, this, uh, I kind of got in tune with the whole, the, I like the story, uh, yep. it, it, it's really one of these games where if you're one of those people that you don't have a lot of time, to play games this is definitely a game you don't want to sit there and go through because i wasted two hours trying to figure out what thing i wanted to build in my little house or, or not my uh, not my settlement but like where you go back to where you used to live yeah and you're sitting there this is the first time you can go back to like where the workshop is and if you have enough scrap parts or whatever you could start building things and i'm sitting yep. there trying to figure out what i want to build and uh, yeah you can easily waste two hours doing that or just just exploring and searching through places because you want to go through every building and make sure you're not missing a part for something and yeah yeah i went through a uh, a shopping mall or a grocery store last night it was full of ghouls so i had to put all of them down <laughs> 
Yeah, I got about to, because there was a day I had it that I pretty much couldn't play it at all, which kind of sucked, because I had to pay $3 for a day I couldn't even play the game. But I, I basically got to the part where you get the power armor the first time, then I had to take it back, because at that point I'd already paid $12, I was like, oh, I'm paying for, like, a fifth of the game at this point, uh, you know, I plan on buying it later, but I'm still trying to fight myself to, like, not use that... GameStop credit card and go buy it right now. Yeah. But well, I okay. just know I've got too much stuff to do. So. I think, like I told you, just wait until like uh, Black Friday because it'll probably be on sale somewhere. Yeah, probably. Maybe. It won't be like twenty bucks, but it'll probably be forty or at least somewhere. Yeah, like, forty is a good improvement. Like I think WWE 2K16 is hitting like that day. That always seems to happen, no matter how good or bad the game. Is they always wind up hitting it down to thirty. Yeah. Uh, what else? I've been playing uh, StarCraft Two. Um, I got that for review, and I got it's because I got my collector's edition, and then Adam was like, "Do you want to review StarCraft?" I was like, "Sure." So he emailed me the code, and I gave it to a friend Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I haven't played too much of it. I don't, it's a very good game, but I don't like how some of the missions are built. Because every mission feels like they're running you into the next one. Or it's always on a timer. And I'm a, when I like to play those games, I like to turtle up. Like I like to build a big piece with like a bunch of defenses and build a big army. And in this game, you just, at least in the missions I've seen, you just don't do that. That's weird, because that's how a lot of the game, uh, you know, just playing the first one, that's how the first one yeah. was built, that's how... Like, there were very few missions in the first one that had, like, a timer on it. Right. And, I, like, every, like, I'm only, like, five or six missions in, but, like, half the missions have a timer. Like, one of them is, like, you're in, in you're on, like, an, uh, like, a base in midair, or, like, mid-space. And it's plummeting to the ground, and you have to repair every like you have like a ten minute counter. And then when if you repair one, there's five engines, and if you repair one of them, you get like five more minutes of the timer. And it's like, you know, I I know what you're trying to do, but this isn't this isn't that much fun because I don't there's not a strategy involved. I'm just kind of pumping out units as fast as I can, and you know, just like rushing them to the like next engine to repair it. That's really, I mean, why do you think they're doing that for? What do you think the, the change in having a timer so much? Uh, I think because at, they think that it uh, will add, like, drama or, uh, like, better, like more mission variety. It kind of does, but it's at, the, it's, at the, uh, it's at the loss of just, like, strategy. Like, and it's not thinking that much. You're just trying to like ru like rush constantly. And it's like, uh, wh why should I build up like the temp like the uh, high templar like part because I'll never need to. I'll never like I'll never use them. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's uh, one of those where you won't those higher things that you're gonna go for unless they're put into the mission. You're not gonna get to them. Yeah. What else? Uh... I just reviewed Galaxy on Steam or PC. Uh, I liked it, but it's too hard for my stupid brain. 
Like, it's just a very... <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's like a bullet hell type of shooter, and I typically don't like those that much. It has like a bunch of like aspects to it, too. Like, you find blueprints and items, and they kind of carry over from death to death. But I just have bullet hell shooters, and then this one, it's, three, it's 2D, but you can move in any direction. But you have momentum. So, like, if you're going in a direction and you turn, you, can't, you don't stop or anything. Like, you keep going or, you know, it's like that. Um, like, I just, like, I, it's a fine game. If you like that type of, like, kind of hard shooter, I say go for it. I think I gave it a 7.5. Like, my review said, like, I didn't beat this game. I didn't even come close to beating it. Like, there are five, like, levels. I only got to the second one. Uh, but it looks cool. Like you can, like your ship turns into a cool mech. That's neat. Uh, and the final game I'll talk about before I talk, hand it over back to you is Van Helsing Final Cut. Yeah, uh, uh, the uh... like like trilogy. They're all compacted into one game. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it and sucks. it's this is coming from someone who liked the first Van Helsing game. Uh, first off, it's buggy. I can't... I'm supposed to review it, but I can't, because I can't make it past, like, the first area, because the boss is just invulnerable. Like, it bugged out. Wow. Uh, Did they know that? Like, is that something they're working on, or...? No, I mean, probably, but, you know, there are tons of bugs, like, in every other game, so probably just, like, screw it. Uh, there are six character classes, because in the first Van Helsing games, there were no character classes whatsoever. And... You could spec in a direction you wanted, but you still had access to everything. Like you, could, you also could weapon switch, so you have it. You could go between like a sword and a gun, but then you can also have magic spells or you know stuff like that. This game you can't weapon switch, and you pick a class and that's it. And it's basically like melee fighter, ranged fighter, uh, mat like magician. One's a an enchanter, I think. One's a summoner. One's a an engineer, but you, like there's no variety in that anymore because you're just specking out in like one single three direction, so it's not fun and you can't weapon switch. So, what's what's the point? And the game is also have an insane. It's, it requires 35 gigabytes worth of space. Wow, that's nuts. Diablo three only requires 25. Jeez, why so? Is there anything that really would well make talk it to, to where it needs to be that big? I talked to Adam, and it's probably because they're compacting three games into one. Oh. But like, the games aren't that big, like or like they shouldn't be at least. Like, there's only like at least in the first Van Halen game, there's only like four or five maps. I mean, they're huge, but it's not like a Diablo where you know there were like forty locations or anything. Like, it's like why is this so damn big? Right. Uh, I won't be reviewing that, thankfully. I can uninstall it as soon as I get done talking. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not worth buying, I don't think. If you like Diablo games, I would say just buy the first one. It's fifteen bucks or probably ten bucks. I say go for it. Okay. So what have you been playing? I uh, well, I played you know Fallout and. I, I kind of already, you know, said my piece 
on it. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm still sitting here, again, still fighting myself as to whether I want to go back and buy it, buy it or not right now. You know, I'd probably do what you said and just wait till it, it comes out and or on Black Friday and it sucks that we don't have, you know, Kmart doesn't have games anymore. I could easily just pick it up there, but, you know, I'll have to, I'll be working, I'm sure, so it'll be more difficult for me to take care of that. But either way, it's a great game. I think the people that are complaining that it's Fallout 3 in a different, you know, look or whatever, I think you're finding things to be negative about. It's a great game. It's going to win game of the year some people and it's going to be deserving of it uh i mean i think you know sometimes we I, I don't know how you feel about it like the people that are complaining that there's nothing really new or revolutionary about the game like does every iteration have to be i mean this is not like i don't know because fallout doesn't come out all the time so where do you land on that like that there's nothing like totally oh my god you've got to play it because of this thing Mark. Uh, I think it's good, but who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's really weird to me. Like that that's what people want to complain about that hey, there's not this like look, not everything can be Shadows of Mordor and come out with something that they basically made a game that we've seen many times before but they found a new system to put in it and therefore it was winning all the you know, it won our game of the year and all that stuff because of the Nemesis system. And that's great, but sometimes it takes, you know, another time with the game for you to find those things that make it great. Um, still been playing more, uh, you know, Rock Band 4 is about to come up with their December 8 update that's going to have the Rock Band 3 export in it. It's going to have more competitive stuff for people that are in the competitive thing. And I've uh, been playing more Yokai Watch and... And, uh, you know, d just the, the games I kind of already had, so still kind of trying to work my way through those. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, even though, let, let's get into this first, because this is a little bit, this came out more today, and we'll get into the Nintendo, Nintendo stuff in a second. And I know some of this might be a little bit inside baseball to some people, and they may not care, and apologize if you don't, but... Go for yourself. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a... Uh, there is a fast-forward button that you can use if you're listening uh, not live. Uh, either way, I mean, so, you know, Kotaku comes out with this article saying that they have been blacklisted by Ubisoft and by Bethesda, and they didn't get review copies for Fallout 4 and Assassin's Creed. I think one of their, like, very remote freelancers got it, so they were able to have some coverage for it, but they, you know, they themselves didn't get in the office, and that's because they reported on leaks that let the you know, everybody know about the game a year or two years early so we kind of knew it was coming before it was supposed to really be announced and i kind of agree with them in a way that we live in an age now where everything gets leaked i mean whether you want it to or not how many games now get le leaked because of a amazon listing or and, and all of a sudden we don't see them go okay well we're not going to put it on amazon because they're stupid if they don't put it on Amazon, right? Like, so, but 
like it doesn't matter if Kotaku themselves don't get a review copy. It's not going to really hurt anybody but Kotaku and the readers of Kotaku or whatnot. But like I think that that's a little like selfish and kind of naive of the game gaming industry to just think that nothing is going to get reported on. If somebody comes in with a leak, you know, maybe you need to go try to find out where the leak is from instead of blasting the people that are just reporting journalism. I mean, I think I think it's more important sometimes to report things the way they're supposed to be and not just, oh, hey, we're going to not talk about anything bad in this preview or anything like that because we may not get the game when it comes out. I agree with that in principle, but also Kotaku sucked. So, uh, like for every article, I could told you for every article they write, they have twenty ones that just clickbait or have nothing to do with like what they what what games are. Right, uh, a lot of, they do do a lot of stuff like anime and stuff that has nothing to do with games. So, uh, like, I mean, I do agree with that in principle, but trying to defend like Kotaku like if it was you know like a giant bomb for example where they actually have standards or even like you know GameSpot or IGN that'd be fine but they like Kotaku just is like running to the ground constantly and I mean for good reason <laughs> right I, I mean I can I can understand that point like uh but I, think I mean, so, so where do you, where do, like, okay, so let's say you're the one that's in charge of making that decision. Where do you go with that? I actually probably would, like, for, I think, what, like, the big thing was, like, Assassin's Creed Victory. I probably actually would have held off on that, at least for a little while. Like, like, maybe not until they were ready to announce it, but they didn't announce it. I mean, they, like, leaked it, like, months, way, like, months in advance. Like, they oh, yeah, like right after. Uh, like they, they leaked it like a week after Unity came out, and it's exactly. like, well, don't you think that's gonna have a, like an adverse effect on Unity? Like, granted, that game sucked, and like the bugs and game design didn't help. But then going, oh, here's the next one already. It's like, well, then why the fuck would you care about this one? <laughs> right. Yeah, especially if this one's bad. Like, you know, okay, well, I can just wait a year because so many people do that now. I mean, this. There are obviously tons of people that still buy games at launch. Let's you know the the, the records show it. Uh, Fallout 4, I think, said they had sh- sold almost five million already, like shipped to store. Yeah. Um, they sold almost two million digitally. I mean, so it's not that people aren't buying things digitally, but the people that don't have the money, they don't have a problem waiting, and that's a thing. That's until GameStops and all that stuff's not around. You're going to get that because it'll be $30 either Black Friday or it'll be $30 uh, not too long after. Like, you know, four or five months after, it'll be at least $40. Uh, it'll be 50 if somebody already turns it in pre-owned, like now. So, I mean, just that that's the thing. Like, people are willing to wait, and if you tell them, okay, well, there's already going to be a better Assassin's Creed game next year. If you're willing to play Unity, wait till it's cheaper. Unless you get it with like the Xbox One bundle, and you say, okay, well, I'll just wait till Syndicate comes out, which, by all its purposes, Syndicate's better. You know, you talked about it last time, and I can gotta understand your point on that too. But like the Fallout One, you know, 
I understand that Bethesda feels like, well, why are you reporting on a leak? It's not found. I mean, it's not reported by us. It's not official, whatever. But everybody does it. You know, we all. I mean, yeah, they're sourcing. Everybody else is sourcing Kotaku, so they don't have to be the ones to get in trouble. But to me, I feel like it's really not that big a deal. And if, why is it hurting? If anything, now more people are interested and want to see things about the game and stuff. Instead of, like, what, didn't we all want to Fallout 4 to come out? Like, I don't, I don't understand what the big deal is with that. Like, do you kind of see, like, what, what would Bethesda really need, need to be mad about? Uh, I'm not sure. Bethesda's a really weird, like, closed-off company. Like, they... There's never any like big leaks, like, or big news stories about them. Like, I think they would prefer it that way, kind of like Rockstar. Right. That's probably, that's probably where they're coming from. Like, they don't want like misinformation to get out there that they don't have control of. So, at the end of the day, should there be more people like Kotaku where they're trying? Not saying that they need to report every leak that comes out, because there's some that are just terribly unfounded and they're not true and we see this at other times other types of media where they report anything that comes comes along and a lot of times they have to get knocked back a peg when they're completely wrong but would you want to see more of this kind of thing in gaming because we do have a lot of this where everybody's so overly positive and sometimes you'll get a review and it's like man i felt like i learned there Maybe, maybe there isn't anything negative about the game, but I feel like I played this game and this review is totally whack, you know, and, or they didn't say anything like anywhere like negative about it, even though there are problems or they, they try to, or they go the other way and they're completely negative and, and they don't try to be objective at all either. So like, where, where do you draw that line as far as? When well, you report it, when you don't. I mean, I can't answer that too well because I don't report news on like 401. I just, yeah. I mean, I just do reviews. Generally, when I write a, like a game review, uh, if the game isn't out yet, I'll probably I'll try to gauge people like for other reviewers that I know to see what they think, like on Twitter or maybe Facebook. If it is out, I'll try to uh, I'll generally look at other scores. Like I'll write the review, but I'll look at other people's scores to see like where does my score fit in with theirs? And if it's like a weird outlier, I may look at my piece again or look at theirs to see what they missed or what they have or vice versa. Um, there are a few games I did that with. I can't remember what they were, but I had like weird... Uh, I think it was Love Browsers was one where I didn't like that. Like I thought it was a fine game and it's like a little 2D like plain shooter game, but there, there were reviews coming out though. what's oh, it's an amazing game, and it's like, you know, it's fine, but I think I gave it like a 7. Like, it had good music, but, right. you know, at the end of the day, it's just like whatever you feel on the game is ultimately the most important. <laughs> right, I mean, I'm the same way. I kind of do that, too. I mean, I think ours is a little bit different because a lot of times, you know, for the rare one that we do get early, that's really, really rare. You know, we get them that day they come out or a couple days after or a week after two weeks after and so 
it's either we have to be really fast with it or we have to take the time and say, okay, well, we're going to let this be a month old, but we're going to sit there and have different things than where we'd spent two weeks with it and, and be able to say, okay, well, this is, this is what we like. This is what we didn't like. Some of these guys, they get it that day. They have to play it for like four or five hours and go, okay, here's a review. Yeah. And that's really a lot of time. There are games, obviously, uh, you can beat in two or three hours and it's no big deal. You know, there are games that there's no way in, in four or five hours you're going to be able to tell me what's really great about the game or not. You know, uh, and that's that's where you, you have to make your own decision as a as a consumer and say, okay, do I trust what this guy is saying, this girl is saying? You know, and as far as the news goes, I come from a hard news background where, you know, the, the thing that I was taught from was not video games exclusively. And so, like, we're taught whenever there's something substantial out there, you report it. You know, and as, as long as you have the facts to back it up and the sources to back it up, you report it. You know, with, as far as gaming goes, that's just uh, the, the editor has to make that call or the owner has to make that call and say, okay, well, we're going to risk it and we're just going to do it. You know, if we don't get a copy of this game, then it's whatever. You know, we'll buy it and we'll get the review out a couple of days later, but it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, I think as far as I, I think, you know, I, I know IGN and GameSpot and whatever, they want to keep those those uh, relationships as good as they can, because especially with IGN, with their IGN first thing, they, they don't want to destroy any of those kind of things sometimes. And a lot of times you won't see them being the hard news people. They'll be the ones that are just tell you about the game and maybe they'll wait till the review to be a little harsh or something, which you have a little bit more leeway with because it is your personal opinion and not the whole website. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I think people are, they're totally being on the side of the publishers are a little bit naive on that point because you have to see it from the other people's side too. I think you lie somewhere in the middle at the end of the day. I agree with you. Maybe Kotaku made a mistake on the whole Assassin's Creed thing, but I, I think uh, Bethesda's a little bit whack on hating them for Fallout 4 because it's not like the game's suffering at all right now. So That being said, let's get into this uh, Nintendo Direct, which there was a lot... You just, need to, go, you just need to go join teams and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> To be, to be fair, Kotaku is pretty much like the teams that you have in the world. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's not like there's a million of those out there for gaming. So, if you have that one TMZ as opposed to all the other websites that are sometimes very uh, similar, that's kind of okay. You know? Because hey, those, those websites <laughs> take, that, take from Kotaku and, and report it anyway. But, uh, anyway, let, let's get into this Nintendo Direct. The biggest, probably the biggest announcement as far as a actual game. Uh, and all the games that they talked about were already announced. Uh, so it's not any other than the reveal that was already revealed, if you read gaming media at all. But uh, Zelda Twilight Princess HD is, in fact, coming. It's coming in... I think March of 2016 to kind of tide you over to whenever uh, Zelda Wii U does come out and I'm sure that that game will receive a port 
on the NX and whenever that does come out if it does come out in 2016 you can bet your bottom dollar it'll be there at launch but they, that uh, being said I mean Twilight Princess is a bad game <laughs> I've said yeah, it before I, and I'll say it again <laughs> like it's probably their easiest to re- do an HD remake of because you can't do that with like Majora or Ocarina or any of the older ones well, but, Majora and Ocarina already got them on the 3DS. I don't think they're going to remake them for... Yeah, I mean, you could just port them over, though. I mean, you could just slap them, up, slap them both into, like, one combo disc and say, screw it, here you go. But right. trying to blow that up from, like, a 480 resolution or whatever the hell the DS, 3DS screen is to, you know, whatever the Wii U screen would not be good. But no, Especially if they want to get it into the near, anywhere near the 1080p. No. But, uh... Yeah, that kind of bummed me out. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to, like, people are going to play that again. <laughs> Hopefully they'll realize... Are you, are you coming from the Wii version or the GameCube version? I played the GameCube version. Hmm. Like, I didn't, like, I, the Wii U, ver- the Wii version, I should say, like, I know the controls are bad, because they, you know, it was just like, waggle the, con- waggle the stick, or waggle the remote to swing your sword, and that's dumb. But I mean, from a fundamental game design, uh, like Twilight or Twilight Princess is a bad game. Why do you say that? Uh, because you spend like three to four hours in that opening town. Like I, I beat that game. I can't remember a damn thing about it. I know you had to put together a mirror, and the little imp thing on your back is like the princess of like the dark world. I think, if I remember right. Um, but once I started to having to wrangle cows or like rams that were going on the hill that lost me and that was like an hour into that game and I was like nope yeah, yeah I remember that I just couldn't like I couldn't play it on the Wii like yeah. I, I just that's all I had was the Wii and I, I couldn't play it on that system because of all the motion controls you had to do with it yeah. So it might be one of those things where, because of the announcement of the uh, uh, the Super Smash and Splatoon bundle, I might actually really buy a Wii U this time. And it might be one of those where I'm going to wait till the reviews come out or whatever and, and see if I want to buy it or not. But uh, do you think it's going to do well as far as... Uh, like for the Wii U, it's is it going to sell a lot of copies or? I don't think so because I think people. Well, I think most of the people who have already played that game, like already, like they don't want to experience it again. And I can't really see hooking that many more pe- like new people. Like I, uh, Skyward Sword or not Skyward Sword, like Wind Waker. What's the one they? Wind Waker. So yeah, Wind Waker did, but. That had a much more passionate fan base than Twilight Princess, and it's by most accounts a better game. I mean, I, I think they had stats out there that uh, Sony had that said like seventy-five percent of the people didn't play Last of Us or Uncharted at all, and that's why those got you know remastered or whatever. Yeah, I would think that Nintendo has some kind of data that says a certain amount of people, especially. You know, coming from the the Wii or the GameCube, because if you're going to think about it, Twilight Princess was not the game you buy if you want to show off what the Wii can do. 
So there was probably a lot of people that didn't buy that game. Um, so that they're probably saying, okay, well, and let's let's be honest, they also did it because it's the next game in line uh, to get the remake. I think they also eventually we are going to see a Skyward Sword one because I think they want to get everybody away from having to use the motion controls to play those games, and you can go back to having more traditional uh, feels for the for those games too. I guess honestly, I would have I would have I didn't I didn't play Skyward Sword, but I, I would have wanted that more. Because that came out really late in the Wii, Wii life cycle, and they could probably hook more people into playing it. Right, I would agree with that. But they would, I, they, but I think they would have to retool that game a little because it did have a lot of stupid like motion control crap in it. Well, yeah, they definitely would. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if they're gonna let you play both ways for the Twilight Princess. Whether you're gonna be able to do motion control or you can just play with it. What are I, they gonna do with the gamepad? I doubt it. I think. It'll all just be like the game. I think it'll be like a upgraded version of the GameCube version, and that'll all be on the game. All that'll be on the game pad will be like the maps and inventory screens. All right, fair enough. Because I think if the screenshots were the GameCube version, the correct like that orientation of Link with the holding the shield with the right hand and using the sword with the left. Yeah, because he was left-handed in the GameCube version. So. Yeah. <coughs> What do you think about, uh... I kind of want that Wolf Link amiibo, though. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't... Like, it doesn't look cool to you? No. Oh, that was the other reason I didn't like Twilight Princess. It felt like a uh, Okami ripoff. <laughs> yeah. See? I think something's cool, and Mark goes, No, nope, I hate it. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we de we there was some uh, Triforce Hero stuff, which I've never played that game, so I couldn't really tell you uh, whether the update's going to be cool or not. Um, the other big thing is Star Fox got a release date now, April twenty second, and it looks like it looked better. It looked better than when we saw it at E three, and it looks like they might have changed some of the stuff where you're not having to look at the down at the. Ta you know the the gamepad and then having to look at the screen and do all that you know it looks like they're going to make it a little bit more traditional well they had to because that wouldn't have, i don't think that would have worked practically i mean i can just imagine kids like having to do the whole head nod constantly like that that would just annoy the crowd with me i i would have taken the game back but that's how they kept it i mean it's hard enough already. I remember when they had the uh, the game for the uh, what was it the 3DS? King Kidicarus? No, no, not uh, the when they when they brought the 64 one over and you could do motion controls with the 3DS. It was oh, like, who's yeah. gonna play it like that? Nobody. I thought I thought you meant Kid Icarus with that stupid like right thumbstick thing. Oh, that was annoying too. But that you know now they kind of have it with the new 3DS. So yeah, you know, it, <clears throat> I mean it is what it is on that but i just uh for me uh, you know i i'm a big star fox fan so i just want the game to be good and i i want it to come out eventually but I, i'm glad that they kind of took some time with it and said okay we got to take this back and see, see what people are complaining about see i am in theory a big star fox fan like i didn't like the first one on SNES, but i love 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 star fox 64 mm -hmm. with that said that's the only good star fox game that's true. It is the only good Star Fox game. 
that's depressing when you think about it because they've made three other one, three or four other ones. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it is kind of sad that they uh, never actually sat there and like they made they made Dinosaur things. Planet, which wasn't a Star Fox game at all. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, and they made that other one for GameCube that was done by like Namco. That sucked. I heard. And it's like that's about it. And they, they ported the like, Star Fox 64 over to the Wii or the 3DS, like you said. But that's not a new game. Like that's just right. Yeah, it's the same game. So, you know, it'd be nice if it was good, but given their track record. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you think about the going back to some more, uh, the, they showed more of the, uh, oh, what is that damn game? The the 3DS version of the Samurai Warriors game. Uh, <clears throat> and they have a female Link now called Linkle. That's awful. You mean, uh, Damn it, what is that game? Yeah, I can't think of the damn game name right now. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard compared to, like, Dynasty Warriors, that's actually not a bad game. Right. Uh, but Linkle is stupid. Just call her Link. It's fine. Like, I got a feeling the person who... The person who named that character is probably the, the person who also came up with Tingle. Yeah. And that is the wor- one of the worst characters in gaming, period. <laughs> Tingle has this, like, cult following that I never understand. <laughs> Does he well, even do anything? <laughs> well, they made a game. I think they made, like, a Tingle game, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was only in Japan or something. Yeah, they did. They just, like, I mean, characters- he's a character in, this, in, the, in the game, too, so... They just like characters with gin blossoms for, like, probably secret pedophiles. Uh, that's an actually good band, though, by the way, so let's not, uh, <clears throat> go there. I mean, the game will also come out the, around the, the same time as the other, uh, the Twilight Princess HD, March 25th. I, I kind of like that, that whole, like, having the, the Zelda characters in that universe, and it makes it much more interesting than just the samurai and, and all that, so I'll be sort of interested, but I, I think don't know the, if it's one of those I'm picking up. I think the problem... I guess it depends on Hyrule Warriors, like how well it gets ported. Because the thing with that game is it's, you know, they try to cram like 100 enemies on screen at once. Mm-hmm. And how well is that going to work on the 3DS? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it works fine enough or they wouldn't have this much gameplay footage of it, you know, so. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, it'll probably be okay. And people right. who like Dynasty Warriors will buy it for some inexplicable reason. <laughs> Well, and the biggest reveal of the entire deal was right at the end. They said, hey, we got one more thing for you. And they show a Final Fantasy VII graphic. The music plays. And it's Cloud Strife as a Super Smash Bros. character. On it will He will be available on both versions, the 3DS and Wii U. Uh, there's also going to be a Midgar stage. And then yep. they showed a bunch of footage of Cloud, the character, doing stuff. I mean... How huge is this? It's pretty big. I uh, I think that's probably the biggest news of that event. Cloud is pretty good. Uh, I, think I just love the fact that they had like the original like PlayStation little texts and stuff too. Like that's yeah. really cool. Uh, I, they'll probably add more characters. It'd be cool if they had a Sephiroth at least. And it, you pro- they probably will. 
I think you kind of have to have Sephiroth at this point now. Well, the thing with the thing they got they got with like Smash Brothers like later on is they basically started having mirror characters. Like they would have like Fox from Star Fox. He'd be the quick the quick character, quick quick quick, quick but weaker. And then they had like Falco, and he was like stronger, but he was a little slower. And they did they did that with almost every character. So I imagine they'll have Sephiroth as like Cloud will be like this quicker character, and Sephiroth will be like the more powerful one. Right. Yeah. I mean, they did it with uh, Kirby and Meta Knight, and then King DDD, and I think it's because Star Fox. You really only have those two characters. I don't think Slippy or well, they had, like, really work, and they, they have had, Wolf too. Well, I think Wolf got taken out in the, in the one, but they also had like they're Mark. saying he might be one of the ballot guys though. Mark and Roy and all the stupid Fire Emblem characters. Yeah, Roy's already uh, been announced as a GameStop exclusive for whenever those come out. But uh, I think my, well, my column next week is about the characters that could be in Smash Bros. Or they should be. And I'm thinking, like, Sora would be cool from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> no, uh, Mike Tyson would be funny. Yeah, Mike Tyson would be awesome. Uh, you, know, it's, you know, other like, obscure characters. Like, Crash Bandicoot would be cool. Do you think uh, oh, they'll make... Uh, I have a feeling we'll get Sephiroth and then one of the girls. Uh, just uh, to have another female character. It, it'd be Tifa, because she'd be a good boxer. She'd right. be like the counterpo- uh, counterpoint to uh, Little Mac. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking, too. That's uh, what I said in 4PC. But I, like, I know people are going to say they want Aerith, but I just... I can't see how she works in Smash Brothers like that. Also, she's not a good character. No, yeah, that too. But, uh, I mean, I guess Yuffie could work with the throwing stars and stuff. Um, yeah, she's just not that popular, though. I mean, right, yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, maybe Red 13 is secretly a girl. They could have him, her in it. <laughs> yeah. Red 13 would be cool. I, if anything, it'll be either Vincent or Tifa. I think it'll be oh, the, yeah. the other one. Um, but, I mean, that's cool. That's because this is the first, even though technically, you know, the, uh, the rhythm games... And now Final Fantasy Explorers uh, will will be on, on a Nintendo system. So technically, they are there, but the actual base game that they're from is not on any Nintendo system. So it's it's cool that you know Nintendo's branching out like that, you know, because even uh, Snake was was on the, the GameCube, you know. So uh, just uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the they have a whole. Smash Brothers Direct that's going to be in December. I'm sure they're going to be announcing all the ballot characters or how many they're going to be. Uh, it'll be, it'll be 52, more, 52 new characters. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Waluigi's going to be in the game. That's so weird that they, they like just hate on Waluigi that much. That he, you know. But yeah, I have a feeling Wolf will be in there and uh, you know, who knows who else will, will show up. I've heard uh, some rumors about maybe a Wii U, because for some reason people want the Ice Climbers back so bad. I don't know why. They were awful. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. Like, I don't understand why people want them back so badly, but they do for some reason or another. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I did already talk about the Final Fantasy Explorers, which is going to have 21 job classes. 
and they have a picture out there that has descriptions of all the job classes if you want them, including the two. It's going to also include all the DLC when it comes to America, and you'll I, be able to play as uh, Cecil Lightning, Tifa, Cloud, and a few others. So I, I hope like janitor is a job class. I'll pick that. It'll be custodial engineer. That'll be it. <laughs> Attack with the mighty broom. Right? Yeah, that's exactly uh, what they need. I, I'm looking at it, and I don't think so. But, you know, we can all dream, I guess. Uh, they have all the kind of different mages, the machinist, yeah. ninja, all those kind of things. The usual Final Fantasy crap. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, the Blue Mage and the Samurai are the ones that are DLC in Japan that will be there. When you uh, buy the game in America, which is another one I'm going to be keeping my eye on, obviously, it's supposed to be that Crystal Chronicles meets Monster Hunter, which I'm all for. Um, Fire Emblem Fates got a collector's edition, which should include all three games for $80, an art book and a case. Uh, you can still buy each individual version. for. You can buy one of the main games, which is Birthright of Conquest for $30, and then you can get 50% off, which would mean the other one's $15, and then you can decide if you want the third one uh, on its own. Uh, that's roughly about third, uh, I want to say like $25 or well, around $28 a piece for each game, which means that you're really not saving a whole lot, but you're still getting three games for $80. Yeah, uh, you know, are you uh, interested in in the fire? I know, I know, you just said you hated all the fire emblem characters and no, I, so. I don't hate them. I just never played the series. Like, I don't have to try to RPG. That's about it. Uh, yeah, I am uh, super stoked for this to come out, and I'm also super stoked for Pokemon <laughs> Red, Blue, and Yellow to be on the 3DS eShop February 2016. It's gonna have wireless trading. Awesome. Thank God we don't have to pull out those link cables that no one has anymore. Uh, but, uh, man, uh, it, I, I would like to have seen them kind of add some color to them. Uh, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll be the Game Boy Color version. Yeah, we're just going to have one blue color. Or the, the Super Game Boy, that was it. Uh, well, the Game Boy Color just had the, uh, it was either all blue or all red. Wow. Uh, or all yellow. But uh, it, it's going to be weird to go back to playing black and white graphics after all these years of them being in color now. But uh, I think having the wireless trading is going to add so much depth to that game now. Uh, you're going you're gonna to want to go back and play those. I'm, I'm kind of excited to be able to play it because, you know, you can, you, know, you can do it other ways, obviously. But it's not the same because you can't collect them all in one game because of the you can't trade. Uh, without without those link cables, so I mean, and, and the 3DS is pretty much becoming a RPG box. Uh, you've got that game, you've got Final Fantasy Fates, you've got Final Fantasy Explorers, and you've also got Dragon Quest 7 VII and 8 now officially coming to 3DS. Uh, you got the Bravely second game whenever that comes out. I mean, just if you're an RPG fan like me, no excuses now to. Uh, I've to actually pick up your 3DS. I've actually never played a Pokemon game for any length of time. Really? I played. I think I played one of them for like an hour. Uh, it was fine. I don't see. I got it on the Game Boy like right when those games were coming out. Right. 
Uh, I don't. The only game I played like that was a PS1 RPG called Jake Cocoon. Uh, okay, yeah. That was a lot like it. Like you could, you know, capture monsters, but you could also uh, uh, merge them or like have them like make a bait. Ah. And that was cool. Yeah, Pokemon Braiding was introduced to some of the later ones. I just never got into that. Like it's just it was too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, also, I mean, Pokemon. It got too crazy. I think Jake Cocoon was basically like earth, air, fire, and water. It wasn't like right, yeah. nothing, nothing like else crazy. Twenty different freaking elements, uh, or yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for the uh, Pokemon Stadium remaster, which I don't know why they never did that for the Wii U. Should have been done. And also the Pokemon tournament is got a release date as well, which uh, that is another game that I'm really kind of excited because. You know, again, like, Pokemon Stadium was cool. You got to play Pokemon Stadium. You got to play Pokemon, like, the fighting part on a console and got to do that. And you get, and then got some cool mini games in there, too. But, like, getting to actually do it as a fighting game where there's not the delay, there's no waiting, no turn-based, none of that. Like, that's kind of cool. I, I'm excited to see how that's going to be. And Nintendo did show that Mother 3 is coming to the Virtual Console in Japan. So, who knows? If we'll get Mother 3 here, because they do have a Lucas Amiibo coming out, and he is part of Smash, so wouldn't be surprised if we get it here eventually, whenever they, if they ever decide to localize it. Overall, I thought this was a pretty good Nintendo Direct. I mean, uh, what do you think overall? I mean, Cloud's the biggest one, biggest news, but yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm pretty excited for that. uh, The one next month, though, with. Just talking about Smash Brothers and all the like crazy crap we'll introduce into that thing. Yeah, I want to see what they're going to do with that because they already set a nice precedent. And you know you're going to get a Cloud Amiibo somewhere. And I know I'm going to be scouring a sword to buy it. And we'll go right next to my Pikachu Amiibo here on my desk. <laughs> but, it's, all part, it's all part of their master plan. <laughs> exactly. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if maybe Square... Square should just release them all on there. Like, just, just have all the them as amiibos. Why not? Ever, do you ever play a game called Air Guys? I've heard of it. Okay. That's a weird game. You should check it out sometime, though. It's Isn't pretty it goofy. On... PS1. That's the, that's the fighting game, right? The yep. one that was bad? No, it's not bad. It's a PS1 fighting game. It's 3D, though. And it has okay, uh, yeah. Cloud, Tifa... Sephira, I want to say Zack, and maybe Aerith is in it. Okay. And like a bunch of other like just no name characters. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. You should check it out. Uh, yeah, but that does it for the direct. Um, I think we talked a lot about that there. Uh, Life is Strange is getting a box edition. I know you were talking to me about. You were excited about maybe getting it. Yeah, I actually really like the soundtrack to that to that game, so I may pick it up just kind of for that. Uh, and it's important, you know. I like the game a lot. Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, like you said, like the soundtrack, you'll get an art book, and it'll have director's commentary, so he can he can talk about why he added certain things to the game, which I'm sure you'll be really interested in. I mean, I still need to get my way through that game, but yeah, I've liked mi- every part of it I've played. Aren't you missing, like, two episodes or three episodes, or... Yeah, I need to go buy them all. Now the freaking last episode of Game of Thrones came out, so I gotta buy that too. And uh, whatchamacallit, they're already making, episode 3 comes out next week of the Minecraft story mode. I just finished uh, episode 2 this morning. 
they just reveal more of the plot. Honestly, that game is... If you don't like the story, there's kind of no point to keep playing that game because it's just... It's really just a big old story is what that game is. There's not anything really other than, like, the light combat elements that are really there for you to just keep playing. And if you like Minecraft, so it's you not as, really have to like the story. It's not as good as, like, uh... Wolf Among Us or Walking Dead or I like the story by itself. It's just it's a basic like they have conflicts and they're trying to save the world from this thing and you know, there's just one of the guys that's part of the order is evil now and, and all that stuff. I mean it's it's fine. It's just if you don't like the characters that are presented there, you're not gonna like the game. Um they released the season pass for Rainbow Six Siege, and in yeah, which I looked at it and said, I saw okay, that. I'm not paying $30. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny, actually. It was like, you get the operator a week early, and you get a custom gun skin, and that's it. It's like, yeah, and a permanent, like, 5% renown boost. Yeah. And, yeah, just, okay, whatever. <laughs> Some of these season passes, man, I just, I don't understand. Um, Norman Reedus, though, feels like they have done so much with this game, he doesn't understand how they won't do something with Silent Hills at one point or another. Uh, it's because Konami's not making games anymore. <laughs> That's the big reason. <laughs> right. I mean, his, uh... He says they hope that they come to some sort of agreement. Uh, he has faith that they're going to do something, though, because it seems like it's one of those things that needs to happen. It's like destiny. It needs to happen. No, it'll be uh, it'll be more like Duke Nukem Forever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, to be honest, Del Toro and Kojima said they don't have a problem collaborating again whether it's on this or something else so maybe he just needs to wait it out because I, I just don't think it's going to happen or they can just make a movie right yeah why not do that that, that wouldn't be too bad um, uh, you know the other big thing we're going to do here is the game awards you know that thing that used to be on spike that they've increasingly I don't know if they've made it better or worse uh, now that it's digital only, really, uh, you can I pretty much watch it on your. Systems. I think I, I think I watched it last year, and it was slightly less embarrassing than it had been. Yeah, agreed. It was slightly less embarrassing, but it felt like overly long. Like, yeah, didn't didn't it Joel go Ma like three hours or something like that? Yeah, was that the one that Joel McHale hosted? Is that a different one? Uh -huh, one? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have to have him back on it. Yeah, exactly. That was that was, that was yeah. bad. I like Joel McHale a lot. He doesn't even fuck about games. What yeah, he looked really? like he wanted to be anywhere else but there at that point. You know, I don't, I don't blame the guy. It was a, it was a paycheck. He said, screw it. But just have Jeff Keighley host it or get someone else. Get someone. Don't get Alicia Tyler because I, I can't stand her. I'll also, like... Get, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that hosted it a couple years ago. Zach, um... The guy from uh, Chuck... Or whatever. Zach Levi. Yeah, he seemed like he was really. Into well, he's he's like into games at least. I get. Yeah. The people I would get would be Tom Middlevich. Uh, he's from Silicon Valley. He's the main character. 
I get him. Yeah. He likes yeah. games. He's moderate funny. I mean, he's a comedian. Yeah. You Go know, Tim Schafer's not that bad. You can have him host it. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's go through some of these here. Um, best multiplayer, they have Call of Duty, Destiny, Halo 5, and Rocket League, and Splatoon. I'd probably see Rocket League or Splatoon. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I have a feeling one of the other big games is going to take it, though. I'd love for Splatoon to win, but hell, I mean, Rocket League would be awesome if it won, but I just can't, I can't see it happening. See, I don't, I don't, I mean, they'll probably win, but also Rocket League and Platoon are at least new. Right. Like, Halo 5, like, Halo 5 is better, and I added some new shit, but it's still Halo, and the same right. with Call of Duty and the other thing. Uh, best family game, Disney Infinity 3.0, Lego Dimensions, Skylanders, Splatoon, or Super Mario Maker? I'd say Infinity. Maybe Mario Maker, though. Mario Maker is probably going to win. Uh, I I can't tell you because I've played nil of those games. I did play Mario Maker inside of a Best Buy for a little bit, and it's fun. That's all I need. So, there you go. I mean, uh, best fighting game, Rising Thunder, Rise of the Incarnates, Metal, Mortal Kombat X, or Guilty Gear, Third Sign, whatever. Zerg. I'd say that on Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat's probably winning just because it's the uh, known yeah. game. I, I never heard of the first two you mentioned. Put it, put it that way. <laughs> I've kind of heard of Rise of the Incarnates, Rising Thunder, not heard of it all. Uh, best RPG, Fallout 4. This is the stacked one this year. Um, no idea where, what Undertale is, but Witcher 3, Pillars of Eternity, Bloodborne, and Fallout 4. Uh, it'll be between Fallout and Witcher. I'd probably say... I would probably say Witcher. Uh, that that would probably win. But I would be happy with Fallout personally. I'd be happy with any of them. Uh, Witcher Three is probably the better RPG uh, because I wound up playing Fallout Four more like a shooter when I was playing it, um, just because I found it easier to play that way. But it is still very much an RPG. You're still gaining levels and gaining all the perks and and all that and whatever so uh i mean they can do what they want with that i think uh another you know who would be a good host for this thing xavier woods <laughs> oh man xavier woods would have a ball with it i know that much <laughs> anyway continue uh, but uh best ac action uh, assassin's creed syndicate batman arkham knight metal gear solid 5 or in the blind force or rise of the tomb raider oh man some of these games are going to get shafted because there's so many big games here metal gear solid son that's winning everything <laughs> yeah metal gear solid i think uh wins that category so i need still need to figure out if uh i want to get tomb raider or not and man don't sleep on ori in the blind force if you have an xbox one or a PC for that matter that can, I mean, it's not very graphically intensive. I still think that's one of the best games of this year. You need to go pick that up. That, I got about halfway into it. That game weirdly did not hook me, though. I don't know why. I, I find the map confusing, I guess. Yeah, the map is confusing. That was the thing I couldn't tell either. It was like, where, where the hell am I supposed to go? Here? Yeah, or if you stop playing it for like a week or two or uh -huh. even a few you, you months, it's like, 
where do I go now, or what's, what, what do I do? about, like, yeah, exactly. Um, best shooter. All, pretty much all games we've talked about except for Star Wars. And that won't win. I'd probably say Halo. I'd say Halo, but I'd love to see Splatoon win, but it probably Yeah. Won't. Uh, so here, games, games for change. I've heard her story is really good. I haven't gotten to play it yet. Sunset, I've heard is really good. There's that Undertale game again. Life is Strange and Sibel. I'd probably, I'd hope for Life is Strange, because it's not much different from, like, a Telltale game, but it's different enough, and they, you know, they at least try to be different, like, a lot more different than, like, you know, any of the Telltale crap. But I think her story is probably going to win, because it's gotten a lot of, uh, you know, gaming, or just non-gaming media attention. I've, I've seen, like, people just keep talking about it on Twitter and stuff like that, so... I would be surprised if that wins. Speaking of best narrative, you got those two games. Tales from the Borderlands, Witcher 3, and Until Dawn. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Duh. No. <laughs> uh, that's what I would pick. I'm sure you might still go with Life is Strange. But... Yeah, well, you didn't finish Borderlands, did you? Not yet, but still from the stuff I've played, I really enjoyed the story. Yeah. I, I actually do want to try Until Dawn, though. I'm going to pick it up next week during Black Friday if I can, because it's been 20 bucks. Best indie game, Axiom Verge, Her Story, or In the Blind Forest, Rocket League, or Undertale? I think Rocket League's probably going to win, but I think uh, Ori and the Blind Forest deserves uh, to win on that front. But. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I like Axiom Verge a lot, but that probably won't make, that won't make it too much, too far. <laughs> Uh, developer of the year, but does the CD Projekt Red from software, Kojima Productions, or Nintendo? It's funny how there's not Konami there. It's just Kojima. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably Bethesda. Maybe CD, CD Projekt Red. I think Bethesda probably wins. Uh, but Game of the year? Bloodborne, Fallout 4, Metal Gear Solid 5. Super Mario Maker and Witcher 3, I think all those games will probably be on our top 10 list when we get down to it here in a month. Except for Bloodborne. No. <laughs> yeah, Bloodborne probably won't be because like nobody will have played it that's in our... Well, uh, did you see that Adam like sent out a review review request for it? Yeah. I, I almost considered taking it, but then I was like, no. I don't want to play but any more you, of these games. Did you have well, the game? Well, he was, it was ambiguous what he said. I thought... It, I think he meant you had to have the game because it's the DLC for the game. Okay, I thought I thought it was like it includes the game. Whatever, I didn't pick it, so who cares? <laughs> right. I thought it was a like code for like the game and the DLC. You know, <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I'd say I'm not a good solid five. Like it's a garbage story, but the gameplay it's just too good. That's what a lot of people keep saying. Like, how could a game win that has like that's like that that's has a garbage story? But you know, I, I still think it's still the one of those great games for the systems that are out. So I mean, I don't know that you can. You could say the same thing for Metal Solid Four, also. <laughs> right. Wouldn't be surprised if Fallout Four ones have taken the cake. And don't sleep on Witcher Three either. I just don't think Mario Maker has enough as a game to say it's a game of the year. 
If it was like phenomenon of the year, then Mario Maker would win it. Right, exactly. And Mario Maker would have won it if they included uh, Mario Brothers Two stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably like the only one that really cares about whether or not there's Mario Brothers Two. So your fault, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, uh, ever play Mario All Stars? Yes, Mario All Stars. I have a, I bought a Japanese copy of that thing. Why? I, I was curious. It was only like ten bucks, but it has. Uh, it, they call Mario Brothers Two Mario Brothers USA on it, which that was pretty funny. No, oh, yeah. Well, that's what it is, right? Because yeah. Mario Brothers Two for Japan is not the same thing. Yep. Does it actually have the Japanese version of Mario Brothers Two in it? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Um. So EA finally revealed that they're making an Assassin's Creed-style game. Uh, more open world, more single-player versus multiplayer. It's not been something that we've done, really. Uh, and that's why they hired Jade Raymond. Do you think... Uh, I mean... What do you think they can really do with it that we haven't seen, honestly? I mean... I guess by hiring her, there's kind of some expectation. She's, good, she's actually a pretty good... I don't, I don't think she's a developer. She's a good manager or producer. Right. She made a few Assassin's Creed games that are okay. She made Blacklist, which I really liked. Splinter Cell. Uh, I, I think that I think they want to like make their own Assassin's Creed game. That would actually be fine. Maybe you could be control like John Madden. That'd be that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just. If they make make it, the only thing I don't I don't want it to be annualized like Assassin's Creed is. Right. Yeah, they have enough annual games as it is. Yeah, I don't. I, if, if they want to make it like a franchise, that's fine. But have it come out like once every two or three years, and also don't wreck it like they have like with they with like uh, Dead Space. Right. That's my or big fear is we're gonna have like unrealistic expectations for this thing. Like out of the gate, and it's like no, like they, like Dead Space Three kind of got ruined by the by like EA. Like, yeah, because Dead Space Two was so good. Yeah, well, then they were like, it's two million copies, and it's like Dead Space Two only sold like five, and it's the, like it's the third game. Like the same thing with Mass Effect Three. Yeah, that it doesn't make sense to me. But, uh, you know what, uh, hopefully, you know, she knows what she's doing, so it should be a good game, and and let's see what the, what they make out of it. I mean, as a, something I think we all kind of expected at this point after the whole pre-order debacle and everything else going on with the game. Dosex, uh, Mankind Divided delayed until August 2016. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it supposed to be out March? And yes, they had that I mean, dumbass like pre-order, yeah, enhanced exactly. pre-order, whatever the crap it was called. It's like, yeah. It's supposed to be on February 23rd, and now it's August 23rd. Enhanced yeah, pre-order even further now. Yeah. yeah, thank God they canceled that thing. So are you going to go get this uh, World of Warcraft 11th year anniversary? Nope. Thing? Nope? Uh, I think I played it. I get free time occasionally with Warcraft. It give me like seven days, right? And I play it for seven days, and then I'm reminded why I don't like like to play it, and then I stop. 
Well, you can get two celebration ones. Uh, one that puts a Noel costume on a targeted party member, and one that puts on a Murloc costume. And you can get a Edwin Van Cleef exquisite costume set, and an inflatable Thunder Fury. Everyone likes Van Cleef. <laughs> yeah, if uh, you, as long as you log in any time before November 30th. So, there you go. Uh, if you're into well, uh, the Beyond Two Souls PS4 version comes out next week, and the Heavy Rain. Uh, PS4 version comes out March 1st, 2016. You also get the game for half off if you buy Beyond Two Souls uh, digitally. So um, I have both those games for PS3 and never played them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's one of those really story intensive games. So yeah, it's either you like them or you don't. You know? well, I liked uh, Indigo Prophecy a lot, but that's about it. Um, Microsoft is going to have updates every month for the uh, backwards compatibility ah. thing. And I'm happy that we're going to have Halo Reach and Halo Wars uh, for Xbox One so I can finally play Halo Wars in my room instead of having to... Because I had to move to 360 and PS3 out to the living room so I could take the other two in my room. And uh, yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops 1, Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite, and Skate 3 will be the other games so skate 3 the last good skateboarding game (laughs) Uh, and xbox one was the top of the sales for october uh it's apparently xbox one because they don't want to tell you the uh how much they're selling anymore because you know i guess it's embarrassing uh they saw 81 percent growth compared to last year in october well duh that's the the you know the last when they did the uh, price drop for the first time, and they've apparently helped drive record Xbox Live usage. So vague, Microsoft. So vague. Uh, that being said, Halo 5 Guardians only being on sale since uh, September. Well, no, they were they was on sale before October. Uh, is number one. NBA 2K16 is still number two. Assassin's Creed Syndicate number three. Madden. Number four, WWE 2K16, even though it was only on sale for one week in that month. Uh, that's pretty pretty big. Um, FIFA, wrestling, Destiny. It's because wrestling what? fans are sheep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could also be it. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, Uncharted, Nathan Drake Collection, and Rock Band 4 are all on the list. Excited to see Rock Band 4 on that list. Guitar Hero. Live, even though it was on more consoles than you could shake a stick at, not on this list. So, I, I think that that ex- every- I think that experiment kind of failed. <laughs> I think that tells you everything you need to know. Honestly. Where's Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater Five? Uh, you know. <laughs> well, we have to wonder no more where that Valkyria Chronicles remastered and Azure Revolution is going to be. It's going to be on PS4, and. Um, pretty much, uh, they have a description there for Azure Revolution. Uh, it's gonna be, uh, apparently with the discovery of this Azure Crystal Ragonite, the powerful Rush Empire apparently achieved rapid, rapid industry, and, uh, it's gonna have Amoth as protagonist, Ophelia is gonna be the heroine, and Brindler is, uh, a Valkyria. 
So it's still going to have the same art style, which is that beautiful like painting type look, and that's still that real-time battle system. Uh, so, yeah, and if you buy Valkyria Chronicles Remaster, you can get a demo for the new game. So, right on. I'm excited. I love this. I love this game. So, I want to. I only played the first one, so I can't judge. <laughs> yeah, I played a little bit of the second one. It's okay. Um, the first one's awesome, though. And there is a huge $80 storybook collector's edition for that Odin Spear remaster, which I can't wait for. Odin Spear was one of the best games on the PS2. I don't know if I'm going to buy the storybook edition thing, though. You get a 64-page hardcover art book, a potion recipe t-shirt, a collector's metal slipcase to hold the game art print and an outer box to hold it all in one package cool so yeah that's uh that's cool uh tomb raider does have a director i'm talking about the movie um and the director let's see who is it i can't why can't i scroll fast enough here um yeah it's uh uh roar uthog um, who I can't think of what he's made at this point. I don't think anything. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently the wave is something that he was in. Um, he's going to be the director. They're trying to get the uh, co-writer of Transformers 5 to write the screenplay. So here's a question. Who do you think should be Laura Croft? Oh, man. Why not the girl that does the mocap already? Yep. The only two people I would like is her. Her name is uh, Camilla Ludington. Uh, she's not British, but they can make her accent well enough for the, for the games, at least. Uh, the only other person I think would be cool would be uh, Haley Atwell. Yeah, she would be cool. I have a feeling they'll get somebody um, on the bigger scale, though, because they want that. You know, that's kind of what they did with Angelina Jolie, and that's helped sell those, uh, at least the first one. Yeah, not the second one. Yeah, not the second one. Uh, Remember? Maybe they'll get Daniel Craig back. Right. Speaking of somebody coming back, though, Brian Singer is going to come back to X-Men. He's going to direct X-Men Apocalypse. Does this make you more excited? You know, we know he was involved in the first X-Men. No, uh, he did one, two, and six. Yeah. So, or five. No, five and six. He did pretty good with those. Two was really awesome. So. Yeah. And so was, uh, well, the first. I haven't seen the second of uh, the new movies. He didn't direct. He didn't direct first class. He directed the next one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I haven't yeah. seen that one yet, but it's good. What do what'd you think of it? It's good. Uh, you can tell it kind of like there's some weird editing choices, or like this, like cut, kind of cut for time. Uh. But overall, it worked pretty well. Fair enough. And I liked uh, James Maxwell. as like Professor X is the drug addict. Yeah, both of the... And him and Michael Fassbender are really good. So. I want there to be another wanted movie. <sighs> another wanted movie? Yeah. Remember he was in that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. And so was Chris Evans. Or so was... Uh, Chris Evans? Not Chris Evans. The guy who played Star Lord. Oh, uh, why can't we think of him right now? <laughs> he 
He's in everything. He's in Jurassic World. Pratt. That's it. Yeah, Pratt. Um, hey, but he was in Wed for like five minutes. It's hilarious. Uh, so, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 made their goal. Are you going to watch the episodes? No, I, I never saw it before. I've never seen it before either. I know it has this big old cold following. Yeah. I guess I have to go through and, and I mean, watch an episode or something. I guess I like I said, like Red Letter Media kind of took over that form, like a spot for me. So I, I would watch them like way more than I would that. Right. I love well, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing we have left is uh, talking about these new releases with Star Wars Battlefront, obviously out. Uh, I need to. I don't know if I'm gonna go. I'm interested in that Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Um, I don't know about it yet. I'll wait to see some reviews. Uh, that Deadpool game came out. Yeah, the Deadpool remaster. Um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I think, with a PC. Yep. Uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, which is apparently, like, the same. It's not even that really great, um, but it's there. If you got the, if you, if you got the game of the week, though, Super Star Wars. Yep, Superstar, exactly. <laughs> That's the game uh, we've all been waiting for. Uh, yeah. For sure. Um, what else? Uh, I think that's... I mean, because we have, like, nothing next week, and then December 1st, you get Rainbow Six Siege, and... Just Cause, I think, isn't it? And Just Cause, and that's pretty much it. Like, and that's really... That's and it that for the rest of the year. And that Xenoblade game. Oh, Xenoblade game comes, uh, was it December 4th? Yeah. Let's be right on that edge. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, there we go, man. We're going to be talking about Game of the Year uh, pretty soon here. Uh, i got to get all that ready again. Jeez. That's such a, a task in of itself. Oh, and that Devil's Third game, too, technically. Will come out before the end of the year too. So. The game that no one wanted. Yep, the game no one wanted. Exactly. So, all right. Well, until next week, everybody. Um, maybe I don't know if are you going to be interested in getting that Star Wars Battlefront at all or? Nope. I heard a lot of people saying that they feel like it's half a game again, just like yeah. a lot of these. I, it's a good. It'll be like if you're from Redbox. That's about. That's about the right time if you get if you play it for. If it even comes to Redbox, I haven't seen it. So, but also Halo kind of just showed up there. It might be one of those things where Star Wars also just shows up there without having uh, like them I, knowing about it. I heard it's good for like a good twelve hours, and that's that's like any that's all the content there is. And yeah, like and they have a huge season pass that they want you to pay for. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, until next week, enjoy your games. And we will be back around uh, Wednesday, anywhere between Wednesday or Thursday. Um, if, uh, you know, you liked what you heard and you listen live, uh, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever there are podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube, W2M Network. Search for that. That's there. Uh, also on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Um, 
so and Spreaker is where we do this thing live so you can check it out there as well and uh, follow us on Twitter at co-op c-o-o-p multi-live and yeah and I'll be working on that Facebook group at some point soon here but yeah uh, you can follow Mark at Humanity Plague, and you can follow me at W7Network. So, later, everybody. Later.